one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Rita, I think you should <laughs> push it over here. Huh? We're back. We're back. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, Hector's phone is on the table. Switched on. You know we were back. Yeah. <laughs> no Put it on. Do not disturb. Do not disturb. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Excuse me. We're back in the hen house, and it's transformed. It's I feel like I'm in a waiting room to go in and see a consultant. What what, uh, what changes have happened in your life, Lucia, since we were um, together last? I feel like I'm more important than I was before I met you last. Um, we, we have not talked to you since. I've got the, since. I've got, um, what's since his name? I've twenty four seven. Mr. Magoo was over. Twi- <laughs> Mr. Mr. Magoo. <laughs> I have 24 hour protection now. The oldest Um, man in the world. Don't be so jealous. The and like they're, they're all. Um, like a man from a wonderful life. <laughs> I love him, But when he comes out on the stage, you don't you know if he's going to, to go podcast, left or right. He doesn't know whether he's going left or right. Stop what? it. He, he doesn't know whether he's going left or right. You're like two Donald Trumps, you two. <laughs> you're buying into the he Donald Trump. He stops at the junction cons- and then he goes, Will I go left or right? Yeah, fine. Huh? I know, but listen. Uh, 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 uh. I watched. I watched I like that live. <laughs> Similarities in the family. Um, yeah. So no, we haven't seen. We haven't seen you since. Um, and I don't know. I'm just mixing with. I'm in a different. Have you? I, I'm in. I'm mixing in a different echelon of society now. I'm. Oh, Lord. You know, I'm echelons. Just, it's probably the name of a restaurant in Ballina. <laughs> Hairdressers. And since we were talking, you were in uh, Papa Rich's or Papa John's. <laughs> Papa it? John's. I the pizza place. left the country again to go to Papua New Guinea. Ah, that was it. The Papa, Papa, <laughs> yeah, the Papa, first part Papa, of it, right? Papua New Guinea. And? Eight hours to Dubai, ten hours to the Philippines and eight hours down a night flight into Port Moresby in Papua New Guinea. All, all economy. All economy. Oh, on uh, Air New Guinea is the name of the... There is a Red Admiral butterfly. Will I tell you a mad story? Well, okay. <laughs> when I see the Red Admiral, where is this? That's is he a butterfly moth. or a moth? It's a, no. It's a, there's a Red Adm- Admiral butterfly flying in the hen house as we speak, and somebody came up to me after Freddie passed away and said, "You'll see the Red Admiral all the time, and it'll be with you." No way. Yeah, yeah, and that is mad. Somebody about a week later said, "Every time you see that Red Admiral coming close to you, you know it's your brother." Well, he was here this morning. <laughs> 
wanted to see me as well. <laughs> he knew you were coming. Oh, <laughs> oh, somebody said somebody me, said that about. There be people all around the country now thinking <laughs> a, a red admiral butterfly. What the fuck is Freddie Keoghan doing that alone? Freddie Keoghan, I spotted them in the apple green. Uh, he's there uh, somewhere. But um, so we flew Air New Guinea. When you get Air on it, Air New Guinea. <laughs> <laughs> is that even a real thing? Uh, what the fuck we, is that? In a little, do you know those pop? Do you know when you go to these conferences in the in the Red Cow or the, or the city? The city west, and people put up these pop up little posters from these. They pull them up and hang. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Looking for a pilot. With the name of their company on it. Looking for a pilot. (laughs) Can can you fly? When we checked in in the Philippines at two o'clock in the morning, we were like, going, What's the name of this air air company? Air New Guinea. And uh, it sounded like an African dodgeball (laughs) pair of fucking Nike trainers. Uh, and the new balance so version. Oh, there is. There's Freddie. There's Freddie. We checked in, and then all of a sudden, Evan was asked to come over to another counter. And we'd been flying for a day and a half at this stage. So, so now where were you now? You we were, were in Manila in the Philippines. Oh, yeah. Two o'clock in the was morning. Was it kicking off there in terms of government crackdown or something like that? I don't, I don't know. I think uh, Imelda Marcos's son is back in power. She's playing, um, <laughs> she's in the play now by Brenda Bean's mother. <laughs> is she not doing Sive in the, in the, in the game? Imelda Marcos plays Sive. <laughs> She's playing, she's playing the mother of all the beans. <laughs> That's right. Imelda Marcos. Is she singing yeah. as well? With the big shoe collection. <laughs> the brogy baby. Yeah. The Liberty's uh, Bell. Uh, <laughs> so he, the mad thing was, everything went fine. Dubai, Manila, everything went fine. You say everyone went fine now, but you're wrecked. And we're wrecked, but we're there and we know we're Stodgy the, yeah. enough. And then I'm looking at the, de- the the clientele getting on this plane and they're all Polynesian and they're like Samoan, Fiji and that DNA. Big people. The big people, wide people, small people, but strong, wide. Fe- strong features. Polynesian, like Tongan, Fijian rugby players that you knew we were going down into the South Pacific. But Evan was called over. Me and Roscoe take a back seat. We're watching the three trolleys of flight cases and everything. And then Evan comes over and goes, we have a problem with the visa. They're not letting us get on the flight. And I said, Evan, what's the story? He said, no, the visa is supposed to come through, these journalist visas, but they're not through yet. They won't let us fly. And this was to go from Manila into... Down to Papua New Guinea. And why would they be so strict in... They are very, very strict. Why? I don't know what it is. I don't know why the jurisdiction is so strict, but it is really strict, almost Chinese strict. And then about. And what is what have they there that's so it, important? It's just we had to get in. We were waiting on Fruit. this journalist, this journalist visa to come via London, and then it was supposed to arrive, and we would have it via email by the time we get to Manila because you needed this to get onto the plane to get there. So, and if you were just an ordinary tourist, the place in you, ba- in if Mayo. you're an ordinary tourist, you have to apply for a tourist visa. But you still couldn't just fly there on your. What's the name of the place in Mayo? What's oh, Manila. <laughs> It sounds very like Manola. So about an Manola hour, an hour, an hour, uh, we leave this to Evan and me and, of course. and we. And He's the most sensible one so in the group. this is two o'clock in the morning. The flight's at half four five in the morning. And then me and Roscoe, an hour passes. And then when you're looking around an airport lying on trolleys, you, another hour goes by and then Evan keeps coming back over. I know he's getting flustered and then they're starting to close the flight. And then we had to apply for a tourist visa on the spot. So Evan had to wake somebody back up in Ireland to get this tourist visa done via Ireland and then it came back to Was Evan. he raging or was he calm? Uh, it was calm. We got on the flight. We arrived in Papua New Guinea 
And as as I flew... Is Papua New Guinea a country or is the... Papua New Guinea is the second biggest island in the world. It is the final frontier. Ireland would fit into it 13 times. And who owns it? It is jungle. It is Jurassic Park. As you look down, it is just highlands and mountains and fucking like places where dinosaur lives. There's insects and birds in Papua New Guinea that I found nowhere else in the world. David Attenborough's done 57 programmes in Papua New Guinea. I wonder if there's even much getting in. It's just, it's, it's, it's... It's, 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 it, I, Africa is, would be like, Africa is like. Africa, Stevenage compared to. Stevenage, Milton Keynes. It's like Africa, I've been, Africa, it's just hard to describe. It is. Try. <laughs> <laughs> Who owns it? Who owns Papua New Guinea? Papua New Guinea is owned by the Papua England New, probably. No, England colonised it. They fucking own so it. they speak yeah. a pigeon English down there. So we oh, flew yeah. to, we arrived. <laughs> we, <laughs> we arrived into Papua New Guinea. We arrived into Papua New Guinea. We arrived into Papua New Guinea into the capital, Port Moresby. And we got down into the queue, and then I realised that there's not many tourists here at all. Air New Guinea got us there safe and sound. There was a load of miners, Australian miners, with T-shirts on them saying excavation record dig of the year, 17.2 million tonnes. Guys who wear T-shirts with diggers on them. <laughs> Stay back. You know that this is a mining country. Rio Tinto is in there. This country is, is one of the richest countries in the world for oil and petroleum and gold and copper and fish and timbers. They have it all. Well, that's why they don't want you going and in that's there. That's why the white man has been coming there a long, long time to pillage and take the trillions of dollars out of Papua New Guinea. It's a very mineral rich country and the white man is in there taking it. That's what I learned as I, as I went. So anyway, <laughs> up we go. Journalist visa? No, not in yet. We just got in a tourist visa. We were allowed on the plane. Oh, yes, please, sir. Into the emigration. Into banged up abroad. And for the next six and a half hours, oh, fuck off. we sat in a small little boardroom, two, just a table, three chairs, in, and then turned off the lights because my eyes were hurting me. And we just lay on the ground. And about four hours after that, we were allowed to get a cup of coffee. And there's no chat out of me and Roscoe now at this stage. And Evan, is, there's no chat. He's and, like, and you're just that that kind of feeling of being in a, after oh, being in a plane for that length of time grubby. as well. You're just and finally, no fresh air. Finally, at about three o'clock the next afternoon, we were six or seven hours in the airport. Finally, a representative from the government came down because there was a national funeral. One of the prime ministers had died, so nobody. Still. It was just. It was a. It was a, just circumstance after. Is circumstance. it a Muslim country? No. What no. is it? What's their Who's their God? They are a Catholic, strong oh, right, Catholic okay. country. Finally, somebody from the government came down. You'd have all seen that if you were disguised as priest, the three. <laughs> You'd have got in, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we get in a little minibus and we get to the hotel and we are in Papua New Guinea. But that was a bad start. But to just to say that the next eight days was one of the most remarkable places we've ever been. The most, the friendliest, nicest people we've ever met. And in a country that really, if you Google it, they say, don't go to Papua New Guinea. You need security. You need this. Why is people, it dangerous? Because it's dangerous because there's these little holdups that happen in the rough enough areas of the city. They're called rascals. If you're, if you're a rascal in Papua New Guinea, it means you're a, you're a criminal. Rascals, it's from the English. There's their pigeon English. They use the word rascal for a guy that would rob people outside the supermarket or they would get on a bus with a st- with a gun and rob their mobile phone. So there's a lot of that. Rascals. And what about the hoodlums? The, so there's <laughs> rascals. Rascal is a bad word down there. We had a guy called Sam Moko from the Highlands. 
uh, driving us. Magnificent lad, brilliant crack, a local, knew everything. Everyone's related to each other down there. And he was our guide, our ears on the ground. And after that, we just did one of the most amazing times. The stuff we saw. For a country that's so rich, it doesn't have a phenomenal worldwide mm-hmm. reputation. No. It's not really known. No. I mean, people know of it, but they, they'd be hard-pressed to say where it is. Or but Sure, if it's too hard to get into it, sure, nobody goes there, do and they? And are they ever in, like, even the Special Olympics? No, but they're in the Commonwealth. <laughs> what are they in? The best rugby players in Papua New Guinea would play in South, uh, South uh, in, in Australia. There's only three or four kilometres between the tip of Papua New Guinea and the top of Australia. And there's a visa system between Brisbane. The Papua New Guineans and the Australians are so very... Again, there's so you what? should have flown Only a couple Australia. of kilometres between the bottom of Papua New Guinea and the top of Australia. I don't believe that. Yes. It's not that close to Australia. It is. It's only a couple of kilometres. Like from Inishir to Doolan. Yes. When yes, did you become what? an expert yes. in Australia? Well, hang How on a second. When's the last time you took out the map and had a look at this? Australia. Well, what I like to do when I'm when I I am driving in the car yes. and it has. <laughs> you see how long it takes to go to Scotland yeah. from Belfast. I put, in, I, put in, I put in stuff like Moscow. <laughs> On the sat nav, <laughs> go to Moscow. So, so Papua New Guinea. So, but sometimes I'm I'm using that. Do you know you can you can zoom in and zoom out the, of the whole map. way out all over. Yeah, the I world. go I go back till I'm on the. I have the view as if I'm from the moon. <laughs> so I know. Yes, I like that sometimes. Australia isn't that close anywhere. Is Tommy? The pa- Are you saying Australia is closer to Papua New Guinea than it is to New Zealand? I would say. That- Are you? Is that yes. what you're saying? Yes. You can fuck off out of this house right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. There's, there's a free th- visa movement between Papua New Guineans and Brisbane, the northern city, because an awful lot of them migrate down there for work. Brisbane isn't the northern city. Brisbane Brisbane is on the fucking east coast. Or stuff from Brisbane is on the Gold Coast, no, Tommy. No, it's not. It is, but the Gold Coast isn't the north. Tommy Tiernan's doing geography. Really I, was better at, I was better at geography. Darwin is up the top. Darwin is over on the left-hand side. Darwin's up the top. Darwin's up on the left-hand side. <laughs> Brisbane's up the other side. Take out the map and look where Papua New Guinea is. The tip of Papua New Guinea is almost tipping on top of Australia. And the pigeon English that they speak. So it's really funny. Did after, they learn it from the Australians? After a couple of days, you, it's almost like Jamaican. But because the Brits were in there for a long time and the Australian mixture, they go... Eh,ければれとはてけりけりばれえ、デートバルト。え、どうこまなサインでサーベイランスフォーム。バディケリーがとわただだだだ。こんばんは。This <laughs> Is he in it? No. Do you remember them? It was like they were, uh, we thought they were cool because they were all like, Pasty the G on the left hand side, yeah, mom, 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 give me the music, daddy, run, run, run. That's what I thought he was doing when he was talking about that. Just 12-year-old stoned lads from Brixton. (laughs) Yeah, but these, the Polynesian DNA is is interesting. And they don't drink there, sure they don't. Oh, they do, they like their, I thought they made, they they only make their own herbal stuff that they they make from plants. No, they like their beer. They like their beer. They're harsh looking Polynesian. Strong. A taxi driver. But when you say you're from Ireland, they just their eyes light up. I met a taxi driver from Papua New Guinea who works in Belfast once and he told me that that they're very they're not really into drinking. He didn't drink. He was a rugby player, all of that. That they live a very why how come how come they're so wide? Like with is it just they're just stocky. They're all five foot two, five foot three. We went to a Papua New Guinea. What's the food like? The food is fish, red snapper. Oh, yeah. Blue Filipino, red, blue eye. Sounds, sounds like the menu in a brothel. <laughs> red terrapin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can I get an arrow with the red snapper? <laughs>
Here she goes all night. Who's that? The red snapper. It's the red snapper on tonight. Uh, so it's all oh, fish. I'm painting me cock after the blue <laughs> Filipino. Jane, she wore me out entirely. A yellow fin tuna, please. That's uh, they were all. It's Love all, the red snapper. Yeah, yeah. I Where's love a bit of red snapper. She snapped on that. So it's all fish and rice and yucca plants and plantains and bananas and yuccas and rice. And we're out in the middle of the countryside. The minute you leave Port Moresby, it is jungle. And we're out in the middle in one of the areas like on a dirt road with Sam we were on our way to try and get to this plantation this palm oil plantation but they refused us entry because palm oil is a fucking contentious issue yes. on the way back Sam stops in the middle of nowhere there's this fuck, there's this these, this tribe on the side of the road with four or five massive fire selling, selling Wexford strawberries <laughs> <laughs> did they travel well did it <laughs> and they were some bored fucking yogurt on a phone <laughs> or a new potatoes with a deck well. chair. They were bad. <laughs> Sit down in deck chair with a big fucking pants And he listened to his thrill and his crying and he's saving his money for longitude. Um, and he's got an AK 47 the fucking. They do nothing. The fucking. <laughs> what are you doing for the two summer? I'm working selling strawberries. The dad batters them. You know, not. You never. They never sell it in there. Do they don't they even care. They don't even care. Yeah. No, but they were barbecuing wallaby. <laughs> hey, that's. What? I said are to we Sam, back? I said, he nearly broke the car with the brakes. He said, "Boys, wait till you see this. Come on over here, man." And I said, "What's happening?" He says, "The barbecuing kangaroo." And I said, "What?" Barbecue and baby wallabies. He says, because this is the area for wallaby meat. And then we get out of the car and then there was tribes. Were they selling them like in tacos or something? They're just massive. Steaks. (laughs) Wallaby steaks. And then another guy comes along out of the bush and he has a backpack on. He takes off the backpack and up a little wallaby pops out of it. And he says, he says, you want to buy one live? I says, what's this? He says, it's a wallaby. I says, can I hold it? So I took get this baby kangaroo out of the back of the backpack. You should have saved all the his kangaroo. brothers and his sisters are there on a barbecue. So, oh, and then people... What, come, what was it like holding a baby? It's a small little kangaroo. It's like a little baby. How much were he selling them for? Uh, five, five Papua New Guinea. You should have bought them and let them free. So, so I started, Sam was going, what's the story? He says, this is the area for wallaby because these people are so poor. This is their meat. This is their staple diet. Did you taste it? So Sam was in straight away. I didn't taste it. No, so, you should have. And then this, as, you, as, as we stopped, more and more people would come out of the bush and the jungle and out of the huts, babies and women and elders and they'd all be fascinated by us fascinated by Roscoe first of all with the camera me with the red hair then in the distance what, this, what's that? <laughs> the redhead yeah yeah. yeah it's not 1999 Hector what <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is he That's Papua cool. New Guineans do have red hair it's not red anymore really is it <laughs> is it it's more of an Indian village is it is it, is it, is it, is it fuck off. he's like the awkward fella from Duran Duran what was <laughs> Yeah. Is it Nick Rhodes <laughs> or something? There's John Taylor on the Your base. Your name is here, yeah. Oh my yeah, it's god! Not, it's, not, it's not as red it's, as it was. It's, it's changing colour. It, it was warm out there. Yeah, in but a they, they, I've never seen an Irish man. So this lad was walking. <laughs> this lad, as he's coming to us, and Sam goes, "Dilly be what 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 is going on down here now with that?" Because that's pidgin English. And Dublin. And he goes. And then this guy comes off and he's, he walks up the road to us. And as he approaches me, there's a massive slab of meat. He's carrying a yoke on his shoulder and he gets closer and he comes straight up to us. He goes, you want to buy Casimiri? I said, what? You want to buy this? I said, no, no, no. And it was, it, 
it looked like the leg of a fucking heifer on his shoulder. And Sam's eyes lit up and he was over checking it out straight away. Your man had spent the last three days tracking this bird the size a of bird. A, the size of an ostrich that's only found in Papua New Guinea. And he's carrying the leg of the ostrich for the last 20 miles out of the jungle. And then he was going to sell it on the side of the road. And I'm going, what? He said, I see. I says, what sort of an animal is this? And then Sam takes out the coin, one of the coins from Papua New Guinea. And you see it's on one of the. Uh, and was it, did you, did you it get this, all this on film? Yes, it is the size. His leg was the size of a fucking young bullock. And this was the leg of a bird that he had tracked for three days and he had walked... Did you say how he, how he caught it? Uh, with, 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 uh, Shot him, probably. I don't know how he caught it. He was tracking the bird for three days. He was already running after And then him, 20 right? miles he had walked with this leg on his shoulder to try and sell it. And the minute Sam, our driver, saw it, he had it bought and Sam wrapped. Sam was starving for the whole journey. And all over it and everything and he had wrapped. And he said, I'm bringing this back to my house and Papua New Guinea in Port Moresby and we're going to smoke it. This is a delicacy. Almost wow. like a pheasant and stuff. The maddest thing ever was, we get to Papua New Guinea, we get to Port Moresby and again, for the first time, I'm looking around at everyone's teeth and every man and teenager and unfortunately children and women are chewing the betel nut. Morning, noon and night. It's on sale every five yards. There's people sitting under the shade with a little pop-up What table. does it do to you? It is the betel nut. It is a, a nut that grows naturally on trees. In it, I, Last time I saw it was Myanmar. But it is the staple diet. It is the green gold of Papua New Guinea. Even the president chews it. It's a stimulation. They get a stoneness off it. And as they chew it throughout the day, they become more alert and have more energy. So it's a oh, good, is, it, is it illegal it's in Ireland? Le- it's illegal in Ireland. You cannot get it here. It is only grown in tropical countries. I have never seen such rampant consumption of a of a. It 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 helps keep down the the hunger. So in a poor country, they don't have money for drink. There's nobody lying along the streets drinking beer. There's no homeless. Every single person, every single day, from the moment they get up, they carry a little bag with them, and in their little bag is their nuts. And this line... <laughs> I've, I've winded me trousers. <laughs> you carried them around in your they, own bag. They have this line, this powder, this alkaline powder that they've made from, this, from, uh, from, from the coral rock. They mix it with ammonia. So they have their little bag of powder. Jesus. They have a legume, like a bean sprout, that they dip into the powder. So first of all, you take the nut into your hand. I went into the nut. The Do they nut. eat the nut? Yes. Suck it like? Yeah. They, they, so they, you take the green off the nut. The little white nut goes into your mouth. Then they put the powder, they, they take the white powder and they put it in, they mix it all together. There's a chemical reaction in your mouth and from then on, they're alert for the rest of the day. Did you try it? I did, of course. And what does it, it do to your teeth? It's mental. Huh? What does it do After to their teeth? After prolonged tea? juice, the juice of the nut, you spit it out. So the streets it's and like the pavements and the roads are, are like, it's a horror movie. It looks like a zombie movie because everyone is spitting the red juice of the nut out. Everyone spits it out. Taxi drivers, lorry drivers, people walking. And the roads are spattered with blood. So there's a, I said, we have to do a story on this. And he said, yeah, let's go down to Koki Market, said Sam. Sam, the driver, eats about 30 of them a day. Our driver. And I did a great, I had a, I have a oh man, the way he t- he talks about it, he's, because he's a seasoned eater of the betel nut, he'll take one in one side and one in the other. He's been chewing since he was 15 years of age. And now he's in his late 40s. And, and he I see chew, any teeth they left. Chew, they call it chewing. He has very little teeth left and it's all red. Everything is red. Went into the market where they all sell it. 
type of like gangs sell the wholesale of it and then they knock it out and people go and sell it in their own areas. Now it's completely legal and you buy it for 50 cent a nut, which is nothing. It's probably about 10 cents. And how long does the nut last? The nut lasts for about 15 minutes, but then you have to chew the second one to continue the buzz. So we went into the place where they sell it all. We had to get permission to go in there because it's, it's a large male dominated market and they're fairly fucking tough looking and there are they like cameras and white men coming in talking about the nut. So I had to go in and act a sort of cool dude and say hello to the boys and shake a few hands and a few high fives. Like you're buying chonk in Navin. <laughs> <laughs> I had to use all Scooby, me, Scooby, uh, Scooby. any chunk. Yeah, is there any chunk boys? What have you got? You give me an eight to that, yeah? What have you got? I'll take an eight bar night. I had to go in and use my own. Ah, I had to use all Navin my... Sure, I had to use all my Navin spidey senses to get Same in. Same pitch in English as yeah. Navin, so you were So sound. I went in with the boys, then this, I went, right, and then I had said, I, and then I went, Mas more to go to Margaret and Cocky, Southport, Mosby, Posse! And then they all go, yay! And then they're all gathering around us with the camera, they're all coming in tighter and tighter, and Roscoe's getting claustrophobic, and we're worried about getting robbed with our mobiles, so we're in the middle of this fucking market, and this one guy who speaks English comes up, and he goes, I'll show you what to do, my man. So we go over, we, I get the nut, he peels it off, and his hands, he peels it off, and he just gives it me, get the, he says, get that into you. So in I put it. He says, now, start chewing. And I start chewing. And he says, now, get your legume, get your green bean and dip it into the fucking alkaline. So I put it in. And he goes, more. And I dip it in again. And then he goes, now start chewing. Well, mother of divine Jesus, there was a lift off. Roscoe's filming me. It's 32 degrees. I'm starting to get the cold sweats like a whitey. It's, I, and my fucking head just lifted about two foot off me to about... I felt as if my neck went up about fucking 26 inches. And then I went, oh, gee, Jesus Christ. He goes, now keep chewing, keep chewing. And then next minute, they're all waiting. They're all waiting. And then I, I opened my mouth and Roscoe nearly fucking said, <laughs> Jesus Christ, like a horror movie. And then I just went. Why? Because it's all red, is it? Sp- I spat on the ground and they're all there. Yeah. They're all cheering like this. Now you know the nut. Now you chew the nut. Now you know the nut. And do you swallow the nut? No, Is it you like don't, a pistachio no, no, nut? You, swa- you don't swallow the nut. You don't swallow it. You spit it out it's after. It's a hard nut yeah. with a shell the, on the it. Liquid and was is- it a good buzz? I had to go outside and get a bit of water. After about 20 seconds, the rush, it's a rush yeah. and it wears off. And all of a sudden then you get this little stoneness off it, a giddiness, and they're all smiling and everyone's smiling back to you with fucking horror teeth. With the blood mouth. And the blood mouths and Draculas and Red everything. Daddy. And then there's a, little kid, there's a little kid that comes up to you, unfortunately, eight years of age, and he's smiling at you with a bit of... Yeah, because they're all on it. Because it's a poor country and this is the only way they can survive. But hang on, you said that they've, they've all these natural resources. So who's... The who's... white man is taking it, Tommy. Rio Tinto's, the biggest mining companies oh, in the right, world. Okay. The Chinese are in there. The Americans are in there. They've they're been, been rolled by outsiders. They've been rolled there from their timbers okay. to their fish stocks to everything. But unfortunately, because the green nut is so cheap, they don't have money for alcohol. This sustains them and it keeps, it suppresses the hunger. So a child going to school in the morning who's got to walk with a backpack along the road will have the beetle You should have brought a few of them in for me. They should tell me no harm. Every single person in Papua New Guinea choose the beetle nut. And, and, and did you fly away loving the country? When you went home, Tommy, like, oh, are you glad to get out of it? No, I just thought that the that when you Google and fuck Google, because it gives you, it goes, Papua New Guinea, dangerous, Papua New Guinea, this. We met the most caring, nicest, uh, unspoilt 
amazing place. I, I, I've been, I've been in the Amazon. I've been a few places, but this is final what? frontier you, stuff. You've been what? I've been <laughs> this place. This whoa, whoa, whoa! You've been where? In the Amazon, a place like that. Get this, the fuck. This when, place. When did you do that? <laughs> yeah. It didn't take long, did it? It didn't take fucking long. Shut up, What's the time? What's Shut the time? Up, will you? What's the time? We've <laughs> been off air for four months, and we've only said hello to one another. And he's crowbarred in. I, I was in. I was in Leitrim. I was I in Roscommon. New Guinea. I was in Orlingford in the Amazon. Yeah. This. Uh, and then we went deeper into the Solomon Islands. We flew off down again where I, I see children going to school and paddle, put, uh, dug out canoes. I, I, I'll tell you, everything in my mind of the South Pacific, every image that you have of these pristine coral white sea beaches and tiny little atoll islands and this amazing world of the South Pacific and all the films that you've seen of the South Pacific and your man with his fucking volleyball, Tom Hanks and... Uh, Everything that was out there, wasn't Wilson, it? Castaway. Castaway. I did my own version of Castaway on a little remote island. We spent the day on a tiny little remote atoll in the South Pacific. And I got into the water and it's crystal clear and the coral and finding Nemo and everything you have in your head. I was just... What's it like coming back to clear Galway? <laughs> <laughs> Very similar. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs, no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss America was um, it was oh my a, god did you get a new tattoo got a few new tattoos of a bell oh, yeah Jesus look you're, if you shake your hand oh, shake the hand and ring the bell Ding what's that about now? what does that symbolise look at the fucking the arms are done the sleeves you're like a colouring book the, the sabre of power. Tommy, what's the... Ah, will you go away? He has Empire State Building oh, on Jesus, it. Well, pay anyway, anyway. I was supposed to do this documentary for Netflix on mental health, but then... <laughs> excuse me? Excuse me? Sorry. Sorry, did I make you laugh there or something? The sneery head in you? Go on. <laughs> A documentary did, did, did on, it on Netflix. Get did I tell you I got diagnosed with ADHD? No, I didn't, but I'm not surprised. But anyway... Did, did I tell you that? No. You did not. I did get diagnosed with it. Hang on a second. Is that the only thing? What? <laughs> Is that the only I've thing? I've been diagnosed with ADHD. Right, go Officially. 
well, by Yvonne. <laughs> so, all right, well, that's good. My wife, the qualified psychotherapist, yeah, says I have ADHD, which I might too. I don't know. I mean, it explain a lot of things. But there, this documentary company from America got in contact to say, we're shooting a documentary about comedians and mental health and we'd love you to be in it. Oh, great. We'll fly over they to Atlanta. You... Oh, yes. Georgia. Georgia. Um, and it's Kevin Hart's production company. We'd love you to be in it. And this is the fucking strangest thing ever. $100,000 for doing it. Brilliant. A hundred fucking thousand dollars uh, for doing it. Yeah. For flying to Atlanta and talking about yourself. Go on, Tom. And, and did they know that you had a, a, a mental health at this That's some budget, Tom. That's some budget. Did they, so, so hang on there, Larry. Did they know that you did had... You, did you what she just said to me? Did they know you, you had, had a, a mental health problem? I don't well, have a like mental health problem. a problem, a diagnosis. Did no, they, they know? didn't, Clarita. Well, why did they want you on it? Did because they, did there's something about me that yeah. just exudes. Them. Something about you that stood out to them. That just says he's not well. This, this, Brilliant. Is, <laughs> this offer, Tommy. They, they could tell from the snips they see me on YouTube Brilliant. that he's not now well. I'm on that you. fella is not, is not well. stable. He's not well. He's, okay, excellent. You'd have yeah. fit the Tommy, profile perfectly. That's right. This and did you go? So I, they, they, they said um, we'd like to have a chat with the director. So I said absolutely, and um, what they were going to do was they were um, it was it was called it was a group therapy session. So group therapy is where you all sit around in a circle, and there's a moderator. Now Yvonne has done a few worked at this for a while, so she knows more about it than I do. But they uh, using the instead of you talking on your own to a psychotherapist, you use the power of the group to fucking go through stuff. So you're talking about yourself and other people who be chipping in, in, in and mm. chipping in and, and and talking and it's supposed to be maybe it's a more powerful way. Would it be like AA or NA yeah, or? Or it, maybe it's like a cocaine version of solo therapy. It's just a bit more overwhelming. Mm. Right. Or something. So this was their idea. We're going to get comedians to do uh, get sit around in a circle and talk about their mental health. Uh, you know why you can't, you can't get dentists or fucking truck drivers to do it? I don't know. Anyway, comedians to do it. So and a hundred. I'm like, what the fuck? Who has that? A hundred so, grand. Americans, they've but, loads of money. And tell this other thing, as a, as a just as an example of me ADHD, just to get distracted for a moment. <laughs> I was talking to a friend of mine who's very connected to the whole Netflix stand-up comedy right scene, and we we're talking about Dave Chappelle. And um, he was saying, oh, you know, uh, I have a bit of difficulty with Dave Chappelle every now and again, blah, blah, blah. He does, he's doing a lot of stand-up material about trans people. And I said, well, is he doing a lot of material about trans or is the five minutes he's doing about trans people, is that just getting more publicity than the other 55 minutes he's doing? So we're yapping about this. And then he says, you know, Dave has, a, has an amazing deal with Netflix. And the deal is that every time Dave, and this is what your man, told, I don't know if this is true, but your, your man was fairly well in. He said, every time Dave Chappelle has a special, re- an hour of new stand-up material, he gets $25 million from Netflix. Because Netflix is like a global, it's like the RTE of the world. He now, is, yeah. Right? Just like our podcast. Yeah, right. the same so, amount, gl- yeah. global. So that's, so 25 mm. fucking Jesus, million. That's not surprising. Go on. It is to me. For every 25, hour he gets ready. So, $25 million. So, so, That's a Michael Jordan contract. So <laughs> so you, you say you're Dave Chappelle, right? Or whoever. You're on that type of money. And you get an hour's worth of stand-up together. 
and maybe it's not the most hilarious hour you've ever come up with and maybe there's 15 minutes in it about trans people that nobody else wants you to do but it forms part of the hour and you are going back to Netflix and saying I have an hour of stand-up part of the deal is you don't censor anything I say <clears throat> and he gets 25 million that's humongous sure he was he was doing a special a year there for a while I think anyway so Netflix have this amount of money so 100,000 and there's going to be like 10 of us is yeah. each comedian getting the ton each I guess I, I, I mean that's a phenomenal budget right so they says will you have a chat with the director on zoom oh, I God. says fucking any time day or night I'm I'm, time difference be fucked yeah. I'll have a chat with the director. Yeah. So, it's organised. I sit down, we're yapping for an hour, an hour and a half, an hour and 45 minutes, having the crack. We understand one another. What's the director's name? I can't tell Rodney. <laughs> we're having the crack. There's a vibe. He says, you're perfect for this. I'm feeling as if I'm perfect for this. You saw I'm thinking, the tattoos on the hands. I'm thinking to myself, they said they're going to fly myself and my wife, the psychotherapist, oh <laughs> out to Atlanta. Not oh. part of the deal. Not just business class. A f- 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 fucking first class. Or private jet. All right. We'll put you up in a fine hotel. You're only going to be over there for three days. Yvonne says... Gosh, this is getting better is and better. Listen, Yvonne says, I love fucking... That, I love, I love you. I love you. I love Georgia. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put me special underpants in the suitcase. Oh my God, this is getting better and better. Right. So with this trip planned, we'll go to Atlanta. We'll do this uh, mental health thing. Simple. And then we'll fuck off. Yvonne, her favourite place in the world is Savannah and yeah, South Georgia. It's only, it's only an hour's flight down. Oh yeah, he's been there, right? Yeah. <laughs> can call to visit my sister too while you're there. So, myself and the director are, the director sends me other stuff that he's directed. I'm sending him other... Remember oh, the documentary? It's a loving, it's a fucking loving. Do Tommy docu- Tiernan's wild, wild Australia. Do you remember the documentary I did where I had no material? Oh. <laughs> Don't tell me that oh, fucking did he like the darkness of that? Right. Remember that one where I yes, kind of yeah. I lost my mind on stage over yes, the course yes, of yeah, six remember. months travelling around Europe. No material. Just went up, started fucking shouting at strangers in Amsterdam. <laughs> anyway, so my, my my one of my big memories of that is uh, <laughs> this woman came up to me after the show I and just, she says, "Are you all right?" <laughs> I says, "What do you mean?" She says, "I'm a psychiatric nurse." <laughs> <laughs> And I've seen people have nervous breakdowns before and I think you're on the edge of one. Anyway. <laughs> middle of it. Uh, so, um, I'm sending him this documentary. He sent me that documentary. We're vibing oh, off yeah, each director other. loving this. Right. And then, then, so we have an hour and 55 minutes. We're fucking chatting. Something's going to go wrong. <laughs> he sent him too much material. Too much. Right. So we had the chat. We had the, we had the trip all fucking planned. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at cowboy boots I was going to buy for myself <laughs> Down in Savannah <laughs> And, and they're Stetson I would say 36 hours after The fucking chat I get an email Disgusting They were not going to be able to use you <laughs> <laughs> Oh fuck They oh, diagnosed fuck. you what, with what something wrong I was dropped I was dropped from the, the documentary you, you became too friendly with Oh, them. Jesus, I man. was dropped. Uh, we were getting on. It's always the fucking way. It's same as sometimes you do an audition and it goes really well and you don't get the part and you don't understand. And then yeah. you do another audition and it only goes half well, <sighs> but they choose you. So, uh, but 36 oh, hours Jesus. later, uh, bloody, bloody, blah. Um, and of course you don't get a fucking, an explanation as to what went wrong. No, they just look, we have decided, that, well, they, they, the way they kill you in America in the entertainment business is through flattery. 
oh, you're amazing. There's oh, nobody like you. Really, really. You are the best. Yeah. I hope we get to do some amazing work, work with out you. This time. We're all such big fans. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> Oh, We're not going to be able to use you this time round. As you know, there's a writer's strike on in America and it's affecting our budgets. Uh-huh. Boring. And we are such huge fans of your work. And then tell, tell so me. excited. And the director sends his love. And then tell me to And the director's email. email isn't valid anymore. <laughs> What's for dinner? Oh, fuck, tell me. So that was that. Five oh, numbers man, in the last two. Anyway, it was too good to be true. Too good to be true. T- did you ever take anything from your work environment that you shouldn't have and you've got at home and you're going oh my god if I ever actually you know if anyone ever found out that I took this okay to finish the show yeah. this week I will show you something that I took from the or- don't tell us what from it, the RT studios oh. <laughs> oh, close your eyes you have to close okay. your eyes okay. both of you have to close your eyes okay so um, just give me one second here now. I'm off mic for a second. Okay, I'm kind of off mic. Yes. I'm over at Larissa's oh. microphone now. Oh, yes, yes sir. So what I did now, you, I don't think you, I don't know if you recognise it. Can we open our no, eyes? No, not yet. So I was up in the RTE studios. Is this lately? Is this lately? <laughs> Just stay there now. Don't do anything. Keep the eyes closed. Hang on now till I get back to myself. Yeah. Uh, when did you take this? I took this, I would say. Is it one thing? It's one thing. I took it. Now, you know, I have strange tastes. So you're probably thinking, oh. Don't me- tell me it's a, a char. No, wait, wait. Is it a Jim Fahey type on the nine o'clock news? No. So, as you know, uh, they yeah, were. It's something from they, they, got, they got a new fancy screen, didn't they, in Studio Two? They used it for the soccer. Right. Right. Don't they? They have a wraparound screen that. Yeah, yeah. yeah you hardly yeah. took that. So no, I didn't that. take that. But uh, I, I took something that they no longer needed uh, because. Are we allowed to say what it is we see it, yes, or should we just absolutely. leave it? Absolutely. So one, two, three. Open your eyes. Oh. <laughs> Jesus! Christ. It's It's what the fuck, Tommy? It's the Jesus from it the from mass the- they used to have an orgy. <laughs> a Picasso-like but it's you know fucking, it's a know, canvas I've seen this on, on RTE yeah the mass the it's mass on 11 o'clock in the morning uh, yeah and that's the Jesus they have behind the priest <laughs> <laughs> where did you find it well, tell I was, me I was walking all past all of the things in RTE that you could have taken I expected what a folder fuck? full of fucking files or something no that's is there a, anything stuffed in the back Tommy, of it is that's there? mad how did you get it out of there without them seeing you well no see they were they were getting rid of it and uh, I said, "It doesn't really look like Jesus now that I'm staring." He looks like at he's him. wearing a sombrero. It's a Mexican Jesus. He's Jesus. got really large eyes. Tommy, that is. What are you going to do with it? What? Tommy, where was it all the time? Behind you, he was looking at you, Larissa. I never even saw it. So we'll post a picture of that. Tommy has the Jesus from the old. Need to get a picture of the two So for the last couple of years on the podcast. And it's been amazing. And we have had thousands of people sending in names of the shows, teamed with a place in Ireland and twinned with a football club. And I've I accepted the responsibility that you gave me of choosing the names. And thank you so much. Thank for you that. very much, Tommy. Three for years. Three years of it. And some absolutely you, superb names have come in from my all two favourites, Ockram Hotspur yes. and Kinnegad and Tobago. <laughs> 
there was magnificent Rialto Madrid and there was some magnificent ones back in the day but now Tommy so now what we're going to do is we're going to take a famous person and mix them with an Irish town <laughs> so for example I have one I have one okay. I tell you, no keep it to yourself no can I say mine Charleston yeah. Heston Charlestown Heston yes it's not bad and that's off the top of my head that's it's alright um Slain Lowry. That's good. Yes. Huh? Robert Hedford. Yes. Trim Kardashian. Now we're talking. So that's the type of thing we're looking Trim for. Trim Kardashian. I love that's my favourite one. Uh, Leonardo DiCabra. That's good. Uh, Robert De Nuri. <laughs> so if you have any names like that, uh, please send them in to us. A famous person with an Irish town and we'll name the podcast after your suggestion and give you a shout out on the show. Thank you very much for listening. It's great to be back talking to you and we'll be with you again next week. God bless and good luck. Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.